Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. I wanted to do a raw mini episode today because it's been a long week and I want to talk real stuff for a few minutes. I don't have a formal agenda or anything today, just a few things that are on my mind that maybe you guys can relate to. So this morning at my house was rough. My four-year-old is my fiery one and he woke up cranky. It was one of those days where like just everything was falling apart. He refused to eat breakfast. He refused to get dressed. He threw himself on the floor when I asked him to go to the bathroom, which is literally a bodily function that he said he had to do multiple times, just refused to do it. He's just, you know, generally stubborn like most four-year-olds are, right? It's hard because I had to get my other son to the bus stop, which we're late for every single day. And I only had so much time to then get him off to school before I had to come home and hop onto a 9 a.m. meeting, right? And of course, it just turns into like the worst possible situation. He's screaming at the front door because I asked him to get dressed. He didn't want to get dressed. He wanted to go to the bus stop with us and he wanted to do it in his pajamas. Uh, my husband gets super triggered because he has so much anxiety and so now he's yelling. And of course, the neighbors can hear, right? Because the door is you know, wide open as all of this is going on. And it's just an all-out shit show. And I absolutely hate starting my day this way. It feels like so much is out of my control. And all I want is for things to be smooth. I wish I was like this chill mom who just had all the patience for this stuff in the morning, but I'm not. And like I try gentle parenting, but when I'm anxious and triggered like I am so many days, it feels impossible. And after I get one kid on the bus and drop my more fiery one off at preschool, I sit in the car and cry because I'm thinking about all the things that I could have done differently. I wonder if I'm screwing my kid up, right? And and if he's going to have issues later on in life, like, and, and my brain's swirling, right? And I'm, and as I see all these other parents bringing their kids in and out of school and the kids are smiling, I wonder like, do they ever have really horrible mornings like I just had? I just get so in my head and consumed with my own like intense feelings and thoughts around this, right? And now <laughs> here I am expected to just go about my day at work, right? Put on my professional hat and keep on moving because that's what moms do, even when we're breaking on the inside. So yesterday, I had the amazing opportunity to talk to Dr. Kristen Neff, who's like the pioneer in self-compassion research. I am beyond excited to share that episode with you guys, but you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks before I get it out there. But it was an amazing conversation. And, and we talked about the three components of self-compassion, which are kindness, mindfulness, and common humanity. 
And that's why I'm doing this episode today. It's like an outlet for me and my way of sort of creating this common humanity of knowing that I'm not alone. So for those of you out there who have also had pretty tough mornings for whatever reason, kids or not, I'm right there with you and I am not going to pretend that it's all unicorns and rainbows. I tend to hold other people up on a pedestal. I will over-exaggerate my own flaws and totally ignore the flaws in others, which is why I often feel so incredibly alone. Through all the things that I've been dealing with lately, right, like my kids, my husband's anxiety and panic attacks, and like my dad dying and work being crazy, this feeling of isolation just keeps coming up as like a recurring theme. Even though logically, I know that so many others are going through stuff like this, like I just can't see it. I struggle so hard to see it. And I think that's because of like, I don't know, some underlying shame or inadequacy that I feel. And boy, do I feel inadequate as a parent. Like this is one of the areas of my life that I am so hard on myself because I just expect myself to know what to do, to know what I should be doing, right? In these situations, even if I've never been through it before. Instead of just seeing this, right, as like a common shared human experience, I just focus on how quote unquote like abnormal I am based on society's definition of the way things should be. And when I'm in this like confined and super disconnected space, of course, I'm not going to be able to think about what other people are facing. It's as if like the rest of the world or common humanity, right, doesn't exist. Or in my mind, it exists, people are out there, but they're all doing everything right somehow, and I'm the only one who's not. This, of course, I know in my rational brain isn't logical, right? Like, it's completely emotional. And I think, like, you know, once again, it comes down to these expectations that I have of myself and of the world around me. And in order to do this in a kinder way, I need to actually recognize common humanity, that we're all in this together, right? Instead of just assuming that I'm the only flawed human in a world of perfect humans. Kristen Neff says that our thoughts, our feelings, our actions are largely impacted by factors outside of our control, right? Parenting history, culture, genetic and environmental conditions as well as, and I think most importantly for those moms out there, the demands and expectations of others. If we had full control over our behavior, wouldn't we consciously choose to not get angry, right? To not have debilitating anxiety, right? Like probably so many aspects of ourselves and our circumstances that happen you know, in our lives are not chosen intentionally. They come from factors outside of our like little sphere of influence. And when we can start to understand this, Dr. Nath says, right, our perceived failures and life challenges or life difficulties, whatever you want to call them, don't need to be taken so personally. And I absolutely need this refresher today that we are all human. Failings and flaws 
and losing it on your kids and making mistakes at work are all part of the universal experience. For those of you that are listening, (laughs) made it through this entire episode so far, and who have had a tough morning today or any other day this week, I encourage you to take some time this weekend and call a friend or call and call, or call somebody you know who might be going through something similar. Be vulnerable and open up and talk about it. And if you don't have anybody, you can't name somebody off the top of your head, call me. I'm happy to listen and I'm always happy to share my craziness too, right? We need each other, you guys. So that's all I have. That's all I wanted to say today. And that's the pep talk that I needed. So I hope you guys get something out of it as well. I'll talk to you next time. 